Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. We sing here too. And we're also live on Facebook now. Hi, everybody. Everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. We're really glad you're here. Um, like Janine said already, welcome to another episode of True Mental Health and me, Crystal Crawford, and Dr. Janine Kraft, and we're just going to sing at you today. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we always start these shows by chatting amongst ourselves to try to find the thread. And today we're going to just jump into a topic that may or may not seem relevant on the surface, but let's see where we go. And I, I get that we said, like, what is awareness? Yeah. And what, what the hell it? does it have to do with mental health? <laughs> because you say it all the time and it's it sounds so right. elegant. And I'm like, it's just something so mystical. And I'm like, what is that? So maybe, maybe we can talk about like, how would yeah. someone know that they do not have awareness? Like what would be a symptom of non-awareness is your thought? I would say a symptom of non-awareness is that you, you judge everybody else. You never judge yourself and you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh. To the point. <laughs> I mean, basically like if you ever judge yourself and you ever make yourself wrong, you're not, you're aware period. Mm-hmm. So that's the simple form right there. And, and as I mean, and I think what makes that kind of hard to digest is for those of us that make ourselves wrong, you're like, but I'm right. I feel wrong all the time. Yes. And that's how awareness works. So we could go from there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and someone's asking already, like, what is the difference then between consciousness and awareness? Consciousness is being present with everything and not judging it. Consciousness is essentially presence with you are, you can be awake or you can be awake and conscious of, which essentially means Mm. present with what is. Now, the thing is we've misidentified and misapplied a lot of what we think is. And here's how you know that you've decided something is rather than it is what it is, is that it will stick you. So things that aren't things that you've decided something about will like stick in place. They just, they'll be heavy. They'll, you'll be like stuck about it. You'll, you won't be able to move around it if you've decided something is something. But when you've identified or articulated that something is, it sets you free. It actually gives you the space to, to move, to move and be, and you know, it doesn't stick you anymore. So mm-hmm. where, where we start to discover awareness is in the places where we're having a difficult time, usually. Like that's how, because like, if you're having an easy time, you don't really look at it. You're just being you, you're, you know, like kids or just kids, dogs, you know, yeah. they're just being themselves. But when we get into being adults, we start to discover all these different places where we've judged ourselves, judge something else and, and created, have struggle going on. And that's where you get to start kind of unraveling and going, okay, what's really happening here? 
Okay. So like, for instance, if I'm on a walk and then all of a sudden I'm going through some sort of negative thought loop or I'm, you know, feel like I'm workshopping a problem I have in my life and this isn't working out and I'm like going over and over again, would you say then that is an awareness? Well, yes. And somewhere it is an awareness. Well, so, okay. So it's a couple of things. (laughs) I can tell you put a foundation because you're like so much space right now. I'm like trying to follow, you know? Yeah, and for those of you guys that don't know what foundation is, it's an access consciousness class, four days, mm-hmm. and we just had our global foundation. So I participated instead of giving the class this time. Um, okay, so so yes, so basically anything that's going on in your head is not yours. You can take that thing that's going on in your head as if it's yours and create stuff with it. And that's what we do. We, we take all these mm-hmm. things that are going on in our head. We don't even recognize, we're not given the information that it's not ours. We don't even play with it as if it's not ours. We just think it's ours because it's in our head. It's something we're feeling. And then we create from it. So then you can create all these different little micro pico universes and all these different problems and struggles out of what's going on in your head. But if you go back to the very, you know, initial point if you really really looked at it and got present with it got conscious about it yeah you could actually ask it a question and go wait was that ever mine and that's when you'd start to get awareness of how awareness works and that's really kind of where it begins yeah because it's like especially from psychology the whole thing is everything that's in your head is yours it's like your limiting beliefs your anxiety your problem to figure out yet from this point of view being you are just the radio receiver picking up information or you're you're at some sort of frequency, right? And then it's kind of like a story is matching that awareness of what you are perceiving, the energy you're perceiving. Yeah, but it helps me to look at awareness, to to take it back to like when I was a kid, for example, or, you know, take it back there and then kind of look at the way kids function. Because if you look at the way kids function or babies, you know, they they're not functioning from a cognitive reality. Their cognition is yet to be developed, right? They come in and I don't know all the science behind it, but if you just kind of look at the way babies grow up, right? They, they learn things over time. They learn, they learn that if they cry in a certain way, they get different results. They learn over time to say words. They learn over time to walk, right? Their, their, their cognition abilities develop over time. And then at a certain point, kids start having opinions about things. They realize they can have opinions about things. And so they form opinions about things. And then that gets more advanced and right on and on. So we don't start out cognitive. We start out kind of primitive, just like responding to things. So if you, let's take, I'm going to use my family as an example. So if as me being born into my family, I was born into a family with a mom who was 21 and a dad who was 27 and really, were really young and they were figuring it out and they didn't really have a lot of tools under their belts, you know, and they would argue all the time. So there was a lot of like a lot of tension, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of rage. There was just a lot of stuff happening, you know, as they were navigating this relationship Um, so I grew up, so the energy soup that I grew up in very closely, the soup that I learned from and developed my basic relationship skills from was very non-functional. It was very like, 
you know, based on jealousy and, and yeah. suspicion and there wasn't a lot of space and, you know, ease and all those other energies that now as an adult, I'm seeking and choosing, right? Because mm-hmm. I realize those are choices I can have. But as a kid, you don't realize those are choices you have available because the soup that you grow up in is this other thing. So you're learning all your basic life skills from these two people that are doing the very best they can, but have limitations in their ways of functioning that I'm picking up on as if they're real and as if they're true and as if they're the only way to do this. So you can kind of yeah. extrapolate <laughs> so much. <laughs> I could feel the soup was like a heavy chili. It wasn't like a nice brothy. Miso soup, you know? And so like you didn't have the same experience as me, right? You were, you had two different, you had a different soup and everyone's got their different soups. Some people's soups are more, dense mm-hmm. and rockish mm-hmm. than other people's soup, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, we've been with my my partner and his mom. Uh, we've been living with his mom for the last like 45 days and she's a gift. She's like such a support. And my mom's a gift in her own way, but I had to like overcome a lot of her points of view about how the world works in order yeah. to find what mine were because the way awareness works is you just become your soup. Mm-hmm. And as a teenager, you then resist your soup because you really are trying very hard to individuate and find your own way. But you, the only way you know to do that is to resist, which actually holds the soup in place. So it's a little bit of a fuck up in that we don't ever get the information that, hey, you're aware of the soup. You aren't the soup. This is not actually your reality. This was your parents' mm-hmm. reality. And you took it on and you started doing it as if it's your reality and then tried to heal it because you knew it hurt. And that's what I started to look at with me. He was like, I just wanted to pull the pain out of their world because it didn't make sense to me and I couldn't understand it. So that whole combination of abilities, it's an ability. Yeah. Leads to this unconscious living out of the soup as if it's yours. And you never are given the tools or have the conversations of like, well, is it yours? Like, is this way of being in relationships? Like, I have certain reactions that I do in the relationship that aren't, they don't match the relationship. They don't match what he's actually providing and what he's actually being. Mm-hmm. And, and then I look at myself and I'm like, who am I being? And it's always my mom. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's like yeah. what I learned and what I became yeah. and what I never yeah. questioned. I never questioned it until excess consciousness said, well, who does any of that belong to? And I'm like, oh my God, I've been doing everyone else's soup. Mm. So that's sort of like the, yeah. It seems really common or is familiar to the idea of like a trauma bond in the sense of where we recreate unconscious scenarios, um, instances that we kind of learned as a kid, you know, like cognitively, not even at the cognitive level, but what you're talking about almost at the subconscious level where you embodied that soup of energy and then, it kind of is recreated again in our current experience, depending yeah. on, you know, what yeah. soup you experienced. And then of course bring two people's soups together. And then sometimes they make a beautiful blend and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not. <they> <laughs> sometimes not. Sometimes you gotta dump it out, you know. We're gonna call this episode soup. Same okay, good. Soup. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess the thing that um, got added it does sound very similar, actually. I, I think the thing for me that got added, and I don't know that you, to the conversation, is that it's it's that it's also a choice I've been making. And I, mm-hmm. there's this thing that that I 
that was a, that was an unintentional disempowerment of me when I was really doing a lot of psychology. And I think it's fair to call it unintentional because I don't get that people are, I think people are out there trying to go, you know, what is this? What, how do we yeah. identify yeah. it and how do we heal it? Right. But it, one of the unintentional disservices was that, you know, in things like recreating trauma bonds, for example, it was never talked about as something we were choosing. It was mm-hmm. kind of talked about as something you didn't have any power over. Yeah. And even though I am talking about, okay, so as a baby, you know, we were raised in the soup, like I could even still go back and look energetically at like, did I choose the soup? Yes or no. And it was always, yes, I did choose this. I did chose this particular soup to jump into and be flavored by. (laughs) You're the bully on cube. That's interesting. And so that's an interesting that thing that makes me lighter. Again, we're talking mm-hmm. about, I guess, really using the guidance system of what's true makes you lighter and what's not true makes you heavier. And so then if that's the soup I was flavored by, and then I went forward and I started choosing from that soup and creating from that soup, there must be something from that that I was needing information about. Like I needed to know or I needed this thing created in me. And so that'd be the only thing I would add to the conversation is like, does it create anything? to look at those things that you are creating. Like if you are recreating trauma bonds, whatever, is it just happening to you? Or or is that something you're continually recreating? Because as I looked at it from that point of view, I got more freedom. So Mm -hmm. I guess that would be the only thing I'd add to that. I don't know that you can have a conversation about awareness without the conversation of choice. Yeah. Um, So blah, blah. That's exactly kind of what I was getting because it's like, psychology is coming from the perspective, you know, and how I was taught is like, you know, it's not, not a choice, what family you're born into, not a choice, all the things that right. happen There's to a lot you, of like you yes, exactly. to you, right? And so, yeah. and, I, and I get that, especially when people have gone through really intense trauma and they're seeking to navigate it and they do deal, you know, sometimes there's like shame or guilt with how one reacted in the moment to defend themselves or protect themselves. So it's like, I get where the narrative is like, trauma didn't happen to you. And when you take a step back and you start to look at the choices along the way, like what does that create? I guess is what I'm looking at. Where are you? And I, I think it's like I I want to also say out loud like abusive people exist, mm-hmm. and they do they choose abusive things and mean things. That is a thing. That doesn't negate my choice for that abusive person. Yeah. So we, I think we're a lot of times in the conversation of abuse and trauma, we're lumping a lot of things again, unintentionally, like, so I chose this and they chose this and this is what that created. And on top of all of that, you know, I didn't, they didn't have the conversations and the education to give me that would tell me like what was occurring for me. Here's your capacities as a being, by the way, you're not crazy. You're just aware of crazy, but you feel crazy because you're aware of it. And that's how your awareness works. It's like, you just feel it. That's how it works. Like, that's how you know you're aware. I thought it was just fucked up. No, you're aware. So I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't get that conversation in what I chose. Yeah. Right. So yeah. also interesting, like. Blah, 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 with that. Yeah, well, I was kind of getting like, it was almost like there's like this swing of like, um, you know, making ourselves wrong. And then it's like swinging to like, oh, but I'm not wrong. And I, but that's almost like totally disempowered something. I'm just like feeling, are you following where I'm like the visuals I'm going here? Okay. I mean, this would be like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I just had this idea of like, where it's like kind of like, okay, I, you know, making oneself wrong for everything. And then if you go into, 
I guess a psychology ride. Oh, I, I hadn't thought about God. that. Okay. I'm so sorry. I, I'm like, okay. okay. So making yourself wrong for everything. Okay. So yes. let's, let's frame that into um, the conversation of awareness just for a second. Yeah. How many, give or take a billion, how many people around the world hate themselves every day? I mean, that's exactly it. That, that many. Yeah, yeah. If it's true that we're aware, and our, the way our awareness works is kind of like soup, like, you know, instantaneous, like, identification with an energy for basically. Like, we already, we picked up the point of view a long time ago that we're wrong from our parents. We believed it for ourselves. It's felt true this whole time. All these billions of people hate themselves. If awareness works like that instantaneous, like, you know, then how much awareness do we have of wrongness? A little bit or more than we can even articulate that we've just assumed is ours because way back then we bought the point of view that we were wrong in the first place. And and that's one of the ways awareness works. It's like you pick up the soup of all the billions and, and it matches something in your world that you decided a long time ago. And so it just keeps running because you're aware of it all the time, but it also matches your point of view about yourself. So you're in this loop of trying to fix the thing that was never wrong with you to begin with, which is why it can't change because it wasn't ever yours to start. Yeah. And then people are just looping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just looping over and over again. Right. Because it's like, there's no acknowledgement of the awareness that Um, originally way back there, way back there. Like when you bought it, (laughs) which of course you were totally unconscious about because conscious would be presence with, and so you'd have to be like, have cognitive, you'd be present with the fact that you were buying it, but we were unconscious about the fact that we were buying it because we didn't even know we were aware of doing that. We're just like, this is the way it is. I'm just wrong. Okay, fine. That doesn't make me happy, but apparently life's not happy. So, okay. So aware. Right? Okay. So anytime folks are going into judgment of themselves, lack of awareness, is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is anytime you go into judgment of yourself, ask it something. Mm -hmm. Ask it something. Go... So this morning, I'll give you an example. I was sitting in my bed. I've been really working with myself on this. And this is how consciousness works. You guys have been doing this stuff for 10 years. And you still go through these phases where you're a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. Okay. Like, how do I? Yeah. So so in Global Foundation, we were gifted this tool. It's really cool. And it, I'll give you the tool. And then I'll sort of show you how I used it. So the tool is. Um, what point of view am I avoiding or defending that keeps any of this in existence? And then you just use the clearing statement, everything that is times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, shorts, poison, beyond. Access consciousness, clearing, clearingstatement.com. So, so this morning, and I, so I've been really working with myself over these last five days to really start actively practicing the muscle of finding what I'm grateful for. If any of you know me, you know that I am very easy to have a snarky comment, a cutting comment, kind of, I have a dark sense of humor, kind of see all the dark underbelly of things. And I've made myself really wrong for that. But also what that's created is I'm always, I'm, I trained myself to look for where I'll be damaged instead of what maybe the gift is, even in me. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 
fast forward to this morning, I'm sitting in my bed. I start feeling this energy rise up where I'm starting to get mad about something. And this is what I've been working with on me. On me. Okay, so I'm mad. Now, first of all, am I mad or someone else? Or mm-hmm. anger can be the awareness of a lie. It can be the emergence of a potency. It can be a distractor implant. It can be so many different things. So blah, blah. Energy comes up and I'm like, so I changed it. And I started looking for what I was grateful for in my partner. Cause I was like, the anger was coming out as against him. Well, this is an old story. This is the thing I'm working with yeah. myself on. Like, okay, how do I start to change this? Started looking at what I was grateful for about him. It was easy for me to find things I was grateful for about him, which was kind of a relief, but it wasn't changing what I was mad about. So I was like, mm. turned it on to myself. And I'm like, what am I grateful for about me? Nothing. I was not grateful for myself at all. There was nothing. Mm. And here's, oh man, I don't know where I started this from, but like, here's the crazy thing about that is when you can't find anything about yourself that you're grateful for, you won't, you won't find it in anyone else. And so you'll always be looking for the proof of what you're sure is true, which is that I'm shit. I'm certain I'm shit. I'm looking for proof for I'm shit. But if you show me proof, I'm going to kill you because don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting there with that and I forget where we started this, but we're talking about awareness. So I'm like, I'm not grateful for anything about me. And I was like, is that really mine? Mm. It wasn't mine, but I'd never asked it a question. Yeah. I'd never gotten really present with it, you know, never really. I just had been functioning from this not gratitude of myself without knowing I was doing it while looking for the validation outside of me that would prove that I was okay because I didn't believe I was okay. And so constantly doing that, but I'd never gotten present. So today I finally got present with it and I was like, I'm not grateful for myself at all. I'm like, does that make me lighter? No. Is it true? I was like, no. And that's where the healing starts to begin. True healing comes from that presence with something mm. conscious. Healing is the side effect of consciousness. Like, and so like, ask it a question, go, I mean, I'm so fucked up, you know? Mm. That, well, and that's tr- that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Is it true? No. Well, and that's the thing is we're just not taught to ask questions or we're literally trained no. to find answers conclusions, judge, find problems. And our brains are also kind of hardwired that way. So it does take some active presence, I guess, like the conscious presence to then use a tool when you're in that state. Yeah. Well, it's like, if you look at anything in your life that you want to change, whether it's, I know you just recently bought a walking treadmill, right? Uh Uh Okay. So you, I mean, so to change the amount of movement you were doing in a day, you had to look at it, get present with it and make a different choice and start daily choosing something else, right? Yep. Yeah. Same thing. Well, because, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it was looking at, um, in the sense of like, Oh, okay. I still, I'm working a lot. That's not really going to change. You know, I'm sitting a lot. I can raise my desk to stand, but what would it take to be able to walk and continue to do the amount of work that I want to do? I'm like, okay, well then it felt like the easy, easy implementation. Um, versus okay. so, making really hard. So- Totally, totally. And let's, so let's take that and apply it to, okay, what would it take? So this is what I'm doing with myself and my partner right now. Like, what would it take to like, never, ever give up my space and ease for anything I'm aware of? Mm-hmm. Ever. 
And I'm like, well, it's going to take a lot of presence every single day with that moment when I give it up. So I'll give it up over being irritated or frustrated or there's certain energies for me that are like the trigger to go, oh, this is real. Now I'm going to react. Right. So so it's, it's different for everybody. It can be depression. It can be sadness. It can be any of those energies. Right. So but this is how you work with yourself. I'm going, what would it take to like, you know, be able to have all of me, the space of me, the ease of me and be aware and have a relationship all at the same time? Yeah, have it all. Okay. Well, I have to be really, really present for that moment when I go off the deep end into Mm -hmm. this other insanity thing that I do. So anytime Mm -hmm. you're making yourself wrong, that's an insanity because it's not actually true. Anytime you're going into reaction, that's an insanity because it's like there's you become Mm non-functional. So it's like, okay, so I have to stay really present for that immediate moment when I am about to leap off the cliff into the chasm of insanity. So every single time I like have that sensation. Now I'm, I'm getting more curious with it. Like, okay. And I'm taking any track, like, mm-hmm. are you mine? It's one track. Well, are you, do you just want to throw him out is another track, you know? Cause I'm like, ah, you know, I'm like, well, do we want to just like stab him or something? You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what are you grateful for? Wait, what are you grateful for about you? That's a whole other track, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like taking mm-hmm. any track that's going to um, render you more functional. And yeah. so like, that's what I was saying. You can't have mental health without awareness because you don't get, I mean, that's where I eventually end up. It's like this anger, like, is this even my point of view? Mm-hmm. No. Where did I pick this up? Way back. I grew up in anger, rage, fury, hate soup. Yeah. This means yeah. something in that soup, in that soup, this means we fight and we, we argue and we kill each other over this and that soup. I'm still doing that soup. Is it my soup? Yeah. I'm getting, it's kind of like almost the way in, in the sense of using the term awareness is like a little bit different from, cause it's like psychology. We say the same thing in the sense of like, in order to make a change, you have to have awareness of like, how you're behaving basically it's like awareness of behavior what's coming up right and i'm getting this is almost to this whole other level of well what are you aware of though right it's like not only how are you behaving what it's going on through your head but energetically what are you aware of and what is the vibration of that totally it's taking it that one step further and going okay you're behaving like this which is the symptom now yeah what if everything you're behaving from so the feelings and the thoughts, what if those aren't even yours? Mm-hmm. The behavior's like way out here and you're doing the behavior, but back up. Yep. Where the behavior start? And I think you and I had a conversation about this. I was have, you know, I've been really working with myself and I was talking to you and I'm like this thing. And you're like, well, when did it start? And I was like, well, this, and you're like, well, what was right before that? But since, and you the walked cues. me through kind of, yeah, the cues. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You got to go look for the cues. What was the cue? What was right before that? And then once you get to the right before that, then ask that thing if it's even your thing. Yeah. But we we go so fast. We're so fast. We're like super aware. It's instantaneous awareness and it reminds us of the thing. And then we do the thing and then we're into the thing. And then we're trying to re-regulate ourselves behaviorally when what we need to do is back it up even more and go, wait, 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 go look at the thing. And how does your awareness work? How does it show up? Well, it shows up as thoughts and feelings. Okay. And then, you know, begin working with ourselves there. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it's kind of like maybe if someone's feeling really angry and their first cue is, or they notice, well, and then I lash out at my significant other. It's like, okay, what happened before that? It's like, oh, well, it's like, oh, my my neck was hot and my head was steaming, you know, or I like kind of ran into walls because I'm running. Okay, so what happened before that? Well, I couldn't really relax that day. I was feeling irritable on the couch and I just, you know, I tried to meditate that day, right? And so you just keep working backwards to get like the most subtlest of body sensations because then you have a better chance of re-regulating before going off the, you know, wherever. Right. Trauma bonds. For those of you that don't know, like Janine has this incredible thing, like heal your nervous, what's it called? Heal your nervous system. Oh yeah, yeah. Heal a dysregulated nervous system. So it's incredible because yeah. it has all these different tools that you can really use for yourself physically, like tapping and grounding and meditation. Somatics. And, yeah, somatics. Awesome. What I would add to that from an access consciousness perspective is use all of those so that you can, you know, get access to, again, that space and that ease that is you. And then really add to the mix, like pull yourself back into time and go, what was the immediate thing that occurred? I think when I was talking to you at that day, it was like the very first thing that occurred was this kind of hitch in my gitch in my head. There was this like, and then, and then the thoughts and then the feelings Um, that immediate, that thing was awareness. Yeah. And that's the thing about awareness is it's lightning fast it doesn't feel like anything it's, but then you, we immediately go into the thoughts and feelings about it. Yeah. And then we're stuck because we we've excluded or we just were never educated on like that. We are aware that we are, we have that capacity and and it shows up different for all of us. And how does it work for me is the thing. Mm. So one of the pathways to that access consciously, consciously, (laughs) (laughs) is to start just playing with the possibility that it's yours you don't even have to believe it and the way you do that is you just ask who does this belong to for every single thought and every single feeling and every single emotion just to start to see if that changes anything and if you ask who do you belong to and it changes that means it wasn't yours if you ask who does this belong to and it sticks so you bought something about it. You like purchased yeah. it. It's like yours. You believe something about it. It's real. And you can just go, well, everywhere I've made it real. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, buck, online, shorts, boys, and guns. And that's been a game changer for me. And so that conversation never ends. <laughs> well, and that's the pragmatic takeaway, right? Is to just ask a question about it. Because going to conclusion, like this is my anxiety or my limiting belief. You're stuck with it. Once you've claimed it, it's yes. yours forever. Yes, and then you, you can't change it. it. You, you own it. it. It's your thing. <laughs> right? But you've never asked if it's your thing. You just assumed it was your thing. Yeah. And maybe it's not your what thing. What if not? Yeah. What if it isn't? Literally, just ask a question. Just a question. A question that creates space possibility and just opens you up to something else will be a helpful yeah. question. Yes. And if you guys need, like, if you want to try the access consciousness thing, we both have stuff. So it's such a gift. Like I have a little three day, who does it belong to challenge on my website. I think it's like $15. You've got to heal the dysregulated nervous system thing on your website. Yeah. 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 And also that even though a trauma money flows freebie mini course, but the tapping in there for abundance, I'm asking questions to get you into the state of cultivating abundance. So versus again, like the I am affirmations thing can kind of get wonky. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's lots. There's a who does it belong to app that Access Consciousness has made that will like like ping you, push a notification, and this is yours, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but what I would really encourage you guys to do that's really like changing things for me is include the possibility that what's occurring for you isn't yours. And yeah, you can do that by just getting curious about it and and finding out what changes. I know it needs like a series. I think. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll, we'll just keep talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys, um, yeah, please just jump into either one of our websites for whatever it is you need. There's so many resources and mm-hmm. yeah, cool. We'll Anything else time. you have coming? Okay, we'll see you next time. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll see you next week. If you love this, give it a share and uh, happy being you. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.